Welcome to the New Author Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is, uh, what is it, December 31st, and it's a Saturday. Um, we are recording it a few days early, but we're going to pretend that it's New Year's Eve. Uh, joining me to talk about our uh, 2022 goals and how we did or how we didn't do is Rich. Rich, how are you doing? I'm chastened, chastened by looking back Ooh. at all the things I didn't accomplish and uh, the, primarily the reasons why I didn't accomplish them. And we'll talk about that when we get to my, my little bit. All right, if you can hang on for one second, I need to look up the definition of chasing. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, that makes sense. Okay, all right, good. I'm, I'm the same as you then. I didn't know what that word meant, even though I've heard of it before. Um, all right, so let's just jump into this. Uh, how do you want to do this? You just want to – I go first. You, you want to go first or we want to go back and forth a little bit? We'll go first. We'll go in, go in okay. the order in which it's in the, the outline here. So. Okay. Um, yeah, I had a bunch of stuff that I had hoped to do in 2022 – you know, both related to writing and to remodeling in the house and reading. Uh, when I went back, actually, uh, I looked and I, I did accomplish some of the things on the list, which was heartening. Um, but there's some of it I just completely dropped the ball on. And I'm just going to kind of go through it a little bit, you know, quickly one by one. In terms of the, the books and the writing career kind of thing, uh, I did actually outline a story in some detail for the first time, probably since high school um, or maybe even grade school. And the problem was that once I started trying to write that story, I immediately diverged from the outline and never went back to it. And I don't know what that says about me or my writing. Uh, maybe it's just, you know, something I have to grow into uh, in terms of outlining and then sticking to the outline. Possibly, you know, you, you, you've talked about in the last couple of weeks about the, what was it, the 385 schedule that you want to stick to where you spend three weeks outlining. See, my problem, or I don't know if it's a problem, but the effort I put into the outline was probably only a couple of days. And what okay. I probably didn't do is let it ferment long enough and, and really think through how I wanted the story to go, what I was really trying to tell in terms of the story. And that's why once I started writing it, the characters and things immediately veered off and went, went their own direction. So I, which, I think which story was this? I'm trying to remember now. I think it was, it was, oh, it was one of the, um, the average Jones. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm going to hopefully, uh, if I do get, do some outlining, I will give it more time and, and let it actually develop so that by the time I get the outline done, it is a full story. I can see the, I can see the logical progression through it more clearly. And, I'll just have to discipline the characters a little bit better than what I have. <laughs> what if you're not actually an outliner and that's what you're going to learn out of this? Yeah. You know, I, I've been thinking about this idea of are, are there natural outliners and natural pantsers? And I'm, I don't know if there's anything within a person's psychological makeup that would, that would dictate that you're one or the other. Uh, you may like one or the other better. Um, these, the, Criticism, I don't know if it's criticism, but the comments you hear about people who are pantsers 
and why they don't outline is they say by the time they're done outlining in sufficient detail to actually have a whole story, they're basically done with the story and they don't, they're no, no longer interested and motivated to do it. Um, there's also, they also have the uh, comment that when you outline a story, it's too easy for the story when they write it to come out dull and flat because there's no excitement on the author's part of discovering what happens next. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, I don't see why it would necessarily have to be that way. I mean, you, as an author, you're the, you're the crafter of words. You're a wordsmith. So you ought to be able to put that excitement and motivation in there if you try. Even if it's outlined and you know exactly what's going to happen next. Because everything that's being, all that excitement and anticipation and motivation and foreshadowing and all that kind of stuff is coming through the characters. So you got to make the characters exciting. So I don't know. I mean, I, certainly if you outline, it's going to help productivity. Even, even pantsers admit to that. You know, you're going to have to be a lot more pro, pro, productive if you uh, outline. So, but do pantsers know, like when they sit down to do a writing session, I mean, they got to know where they're starting and where they're ending, or do they not? Some do and some don't. I mean, if you listen to Dean Wesley, Dean Wesley Smith, he starts with a, a character in a setting with a problem, and he goes right from there, and he has no idea how the book's going to end. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I, I did make an attempt. I will make a, as I'll talk about, I will make another attempt, at least one in 2023 to uh to do the outlining probably um <laughs> what i did not do at all which was kind of embarrassing was publish anything this year um i well technically i guess i published about a half a dozen or so vela episodes but i don't think that really counts given that i was looking at publishing trying to publish three or four novels this year but that just didn't even come close to happening neither did i get back to vegas or get my mailing list going um and it's, it would be easy to blame family issues for that because that's pretty much taken up my last three months, but that doesn't explain the previous nine months to that. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I have a discipline problem, and that's something I'm going to talk about when we talk about our 2023 goals. I think it's a website up and running, uh, but it's not live. It's not published. There is one there, but I don't see a particular reason to make it live until there is something – there's some reason to drive traffic to it. And the only reason to drive traffic to it would be if there is something published. So I'm going to have to wait until I get the Vela thing finished and or one a novel up before I do that. But that should happen eventually. Um, <laughs> and the laughable thing, the last item on, the, on the, the books part of this is to write more consistently than I have in the past. And no, that did not happen at all. Uh, I was totally inconsistent in my writing. Uh, when I sat down to write, you know, I could I would write sometimes, you know, three thousand words in a day, but then I wouldn't write again for another week. And I got I really have to do something about that if I'm ever going to really finish things and publish them. In terms of the remodeling of the house, I did finish. I'm, I'm calling it finished. There's, there's a couple of small things I have to do, but I did finish the master bath. Uh, it took an entire calendar year to do it, which you know. It's not something I'm necessarily proud of, but when people ask me to do something for them, I can say, I can now point to, you know, the kind of timeline they'll be looking at if I want me to do it for them. <laughs> and I did get the uh, guest bath remodeled, and that was 
that was, I guess, a little bit easier to do because I was on a, under a hard deadline to get that done. And I got that done in under a month. So that was good. I did not uh, redo the, the laundry room or update the kitchen. I probably, although it's on this list, I didn't really think it was going to happen in 2022. One or two, one or two, or I should say one or the other of those will get done in 2023. Uh, I do have some uh, uh, things happening health-wise in 2023 that may suck up some of my time. So we'll just have to see what happens with that. But in terms of, of the, the housework, other than the fact that it took me an entire calendar year to get the master bathroom model, uh, I'm, I'm halfway happy with that. Reading, again, I didn't come close to the 50 books that I would have liked to have done and I've done many times in the past. I think I ended up reading 26, if I remember correctly, um, yeah, which is okay. But again, all the traveling and everything I've done in the last three months, it, it's that kind of fell apart. Actually, it fell apart earlier in the summer when I started to realize that I was not making any kind of progress on that master bath, and I, I really had to devote more time to it. I did incorporate more female authors into my reading. Uh, I, in fact, I uh, went back and looked before the podcast, and I think about half the books I ended up reading were written by female authors. I also wanted to uh, incorporate uh, books by uh, writers of color. And you know what's interesting is other than the ones that advertise themselves as being writers of color, you you really have no idea whether they are or not. And I didn't go back and look at every author to see whether whether they were. I know I've read a couple of them. Uh, the, the one that sticks out in my mind was that Rudolph Fisher one, uh, The Mystery Conjure, The Conjure Man, which was set in Harlem at the turn of the century, 20th century, um, which was a very good book, uh, especially for being written at that time. And uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know about this issue. I know. I know there are places you can go and get lists of books that are particularly written by, you know, not only writers of color, but you know, LT, what is it, LGBTQ plus people and other, you know, neurodivergent people. Um, yeah, I may try to try to uh, sprinkle some of those in in the twenty twenty three. We'll see. So, anyways, I can't say that. I can't say that I've ever. I don't even look at authors' names. I just look at the blurb and decide, oh. does this look good or not? Okay. Yeah, well, that, and that's true. You know, I don't re- usually look at authors' names either. I look at, <laughs> I hate to say this, uh, but I judge the book by its cover. And then, oh, uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And then it's I, very cliche, which yeah. is why it's a cliche. That's it's right. true. That's right. Uh, then, then I look at the blurb usually, right, and, and see whether. Well, well, yeah. I'm really, I really appreciate uh, the idea of, of people writing, taking the time to write good blurbs, because what I really want to know in a blurb is what's the core of the story. You know, what what what's the story going to be about? And not, you know, one of the advices you get in terms of writing your blurbs is you want to tell the reader, how is this book going to make the reader feel? I don't really care about that so much. And I think that's probably more appropriate for genres like romance, where people are really after the feels. In terms of mystery, which is tends to be where I focus my, my reading, I'm more interested in what is the core of the story going to be about? Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I do look at the blurb. And, you know, sometimes I'll look at the reviews, but not usually not. I'm always afraid I'm going to get spoiled when I look at the reviews. Yeah, you, you can get spoiled. and But, but and also, you know, every, not every book is everybody's cup of tea and you just really keep, don't don't know how the right. reviews right. are, 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 uh, 
are going to pan out. Although I've I've been seeing this doesn't have to do with books. I've been seeing seeing so many good reviews of the new um, Daniel Craig movie uh, Glass Onion that uh, I, I'm anxious to go to see it. The problem is it's on Netflix and I don't have a Netflix subscription, uh, so I'm either going to have to wait till it gets broader distribution. I know I was in the movie theaters for a week, but I forgot about it and I didn't go see it then. Or I'm going to have to pony up a Netflix monthly subscription just to get to see it. I didn't even know it was in the theaters. I would like to see it because I enjoy the first one so much. But yeah, I don't have Netflix either. Um, The reviews I've been seeing are saying that the second one's even better than the first. Really? The first one was really good. Yeah. yeah, Um, The other question I would have for you before we jump over to my side is uh, the, the last bullet point under books, author career, write more consistently than in the past. Um, so for me, I write more consistently when I leave my house and go write. Do you think there's some habit that you could use that would make it easier for you to write more consistently? Yes. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit when we have our 2023 um, forecast of, of our year. But I think the, the, the one thing I have not done and what everybody tells you you absolutely need to do is every day you have to have a set time to write and you have to protect it like it was Fort Knox. And I have never done that. And part of that's my personality. I have a really hard time saying no to people. And I especially have a hard time saying no to my wife. Uh, so, but I'm going to have to do that in 2023. That's going to be my, my goal. And, you know, a little bit of a teaser here for the 2023 uh, podcast. I think what I'm going to be trying to do is set aside uh, four hours every day when I wake up to be devoted to writing no matter when I wake up. And that, that's the issue because I haven't, I frequently have problems, extended problems with insomnia. So a lot of times I will be not getting out, rolling out of bed till 10, 11 or so, because my best sleep time is like from four in the morning till 10 or 11. But I think I'm just going to have to say, well, it doesn't matter. I'm just, if I had something else planned for this day, it's just not going to happen. I'm going to do the writing instead. And I'm going to have to, of course, I'm going to have to get buy-in uh, for that from you know my wife and from other people. Uh, so that's something I'm going to have to work on over here in the next week or so to make sure that that's acceptable to the other people. In yeah, my that's. What I was going to say not only is it become it has to be a habit for you, but the people around you it has to be a habit for them to leave you alone. Right. Um, I have a friend, I have a couple of friends who, if I'm, if they'll text me and I'll say, it's, I'll text back. I won't just leave it hanging. But if I'm in like hothead and I'm writing, I will, I'll write back and say, yeah, I'm at hothead writing. And they'll be like, well, can I call? And it's like, no, you yeah. can't. Yeah. I'm busy. I'm at hothead. I'm writing, you know, call me in an hour, you know, that kind of right. thing. And that's, right. you know, you have to basically, I don't want to say be a jerk about it, but you do have to make, let, let them know that this is not something that I'm just doing. For me, I'm doing it for fun. It's not, you know, I don't see it as a career anytime soon, but it still is something that I want to, like, I don't bother them when they're hunting, right. when they're in there, you know, it's the same kind of thing. So, right. Um, right. And, yeah. I, and it's, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, su- I suppose there's got to be auto text responders that you could set up where people text you and it can respond with, you know, you know, Jerry Evanoff is in a meeting right now. <laughs> I like that. It will be in a meeting until, you know. And then, yeah, that's something I need to set up. I don't get too many of those kinds of interruptions, mainly because I'm, I don't have any trouble just turning my phone off. And just, oh, I do. Just not <laughs> yeah, using I do. it. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But, you know, it is difficult 
um, sometimes because again, like I said, I just I've never developed the skill of saying no to people because uh, mm-hmm. of because of uh, reasons in my in my childhood and stuff. I, I always want to try to please people to get their approval. And uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a difficult thing to overcome, but I, it's a, something that needs to be overcome if you're ever going to get anything done. Yeah. Yep. All right. So on my side, I, um, I'm going to, I haven't looked at these. I noticed you kind of highlighted yours red and green based on whether you finish them or not. I haven't highlighted mine, but I suspect if I did, it would just all be red. It's possible. I did not finish one goal this year. (laughs) So I'm excited to go through these just to see if I got one in. So, um, uh, first one, it, these are all books. Now I have a lot more because I overextend. Is that the word I want to use? Overextend myself. I overpromise. And again, I'm only overpromising this to myself. I'm not, this is not for anybody else. Um, so the fact that I failed just about all of these, I don't care. It's just, this is kind of my list of things to do and we'll see what I get through. So the first one on my list is to write, edit and publish the first book in the murder mystery series. I almost finished that one. I did write it. I did edit it. Uh, I sent it to the editor and she said, this is terrible. You can't publish this. So I'm in the process now of finishing it and it will be next year by the time I publish it. Then we get to the fun ones, um, write, edit, edit, and publish the, the science fiction book three, book four, uh, do the final two books in the prequel trilogy. Uh, I didn't do any of those. Um, in, I don't know, February or March, I got bored with book three, bored with the characters, bored with the story. And I really wanted to write this murder mystery. It was pounding around in my head, like a, like a, like a bad song that wouldn't go away. Uh, so I put it aside and because I put that one aside, obviously I wasn't going to do the other ones. The goal of creating the box set, I remember Paul Teague did this. He created box sets out of the books he wrote many a uh, couple of years back and did really well with them. And I wanted to do that with these science fiction books, but obviously that got put on the put on the side. And lower I have lower book one to 99 cents permanently. Well, obviously that got pushed to the side because I didn't release any of the other books. Spain in June, that did not happen due to my flight getting canceled and me being frustrated and just canceling the whole trip. Um, I got to the airport on Thursday morning and they said, well, we can't get you there today, but we can get you there by Sunday afternoon. And I said, well, the, the 20 book show that I'm going to is over Sunday afternoon. So that's not going to do anything for me. So I canceled the trip. What was the deal then? There was something going on, right? A lot of flights. Were there was a big, there were storms in Jersey, oh, okay. the whole New York, New Jersey area. There were big storms and that's why my flight oh, got canceled. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see Vegas in November that did happen. So I added that to my goal list once Spain was canceled and that one did happen. That was actually really, really good because I got to see the, the Melanie Harlow talk and the Sean Inman talk. And Which nobody, those are the nobody two. else will be able to see. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody will see it. Oh, so disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the one good thing that came out of that YouTube video is if you go into it and you, you fast forward to the question and answer section, which isn't very far because they didn't start it until about five minutes left to go in her, her talk. I believe the second question she answers before the guy mutes her mic is how do you do your newsletters? Because she does twice a month, every other Tuesday, and she doesn't really put a lot into it. She just comes up with like six or seven different pieces of content and does the same thing every time. Um, I'm going to go back to that question and answer when I'm ready to start sending newsletters because it's exactly, I don't want to have to like write big stories or craft these amazing newsletters. I just want like a template of five things that I put in every week, every time and boom, I send them out and the people are happy and they stay on the list if they want to and they don't, if they don't want to, it's no big deal. Right. So, um, you know, you can get that, that question was big. If you're wondering what to do with your newsletters and you can go watch her video and, uh, and see that. Yeah. I think and then they mute the problem with newsletters or the p- problem that authors create with newsletters for themselves is they think they have to be 
uh, almost little stories in them, you know, in themselves, where really the people who are getting these newsletters, well, most of them don't care, but the people that do care, are they just looking for, you know, look to see a little snippet of somebody else's life? It's kind of like a mini reality show for them, you know, and they just want to see what's happening. So that's actually a really good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> A mini reality show because I know she talked about how she closes her newsletters with maybe a, a little story about what she's doing personally or how her writing's coming. And then she ends it with a picture and that's a really great way of putting it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, YouTube channel post and post to my Facebook author page. Well, I didn't do any of those. Um, those are things that I started doing. Like Sean, I know Sean said in his talk, you know, here's how it normally goes. You post for a couple of weeks and then you quit. Well, that's exactly what I did. Um, so, you know, that all failed, uh, finalize my writing routine. Well, I did not do that. Um, I got close, but I didn't. And in fact, you'll hear more about that in 2023, but I did not do that. I don't have, I, I have a little bit more of a routine than I used to have. Um, you know, when I've worked five days a week in the office, I would write at lunch every day, except for Thursdays. I would write on Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings. Everything was great. In the summer, I would write after I golfed. You know, the routine was good. And then COVID hit, sent me home. I didn't work in the office anymore. And that's when it really got screwy. Uh, now I'm back to working one day a week on Thursdays in the office. I can go write at lunch most of the time. It's just, what am I doing the, the rest of the day? So I did a pretty good job of coming up with the routine. It wasn't exact but it was close. And uh, we'll talk about that for 2023. Cause I have a couple ideas there. Read more did not happen. Um, I don't know what it is about not about, I don't read at home very, I don't do anything at home very well, except just things that are dumb, mm -hmm. watch TV and play video game, play, you know, games or, or whatever. Um, but the reading thing was better when I was working in the office and I would take little breaks to read. Mm -hmm. um, again, that has to do with the, not being able to do anything else. So I might as well read It's what I, I think it's why I write so well at restaurants because what else am I going to do? Right. I already ate. What am I going to talk to people around me? Definitely not. Right. Um, so, you know, it's the same kind of thing. So I do not, I can't, you know, take an hour at night to read because I'm watching TV and when I go to bed, I want to go to sleep. So I struggle with that. Yeah. One of the things that, that didn't get me to the 50 books this year is somewhere around mid year, I fell into this habit of uh, just scrolling through YouTube before going to bed instead of reading, which is what I would normally do. And then, yeah, that's something I got to break because that, that's, that it, you usually don't, you know, maybe one out of 50 videos you watch is really useful. The other ones are just stupid. So yeah, that, and that's me every night. I mean, that's what I do every night. And I'm to the point now though, where the people that I watch are putting out new content like once a week, twice a week, and I've already watched all of their, their backlist. Mm -hmm. So I'll go to YouTube and go, Oh, I don't really have anything to watch. Well, let's see what's on regular TV or let's see what's on, um, you know, Hulu or whatever. And, you know, I'll probably find myself watching more shows this year. I don't have any shows that I watch. The only show I watch is big brother, the reality show for the U S and that's only on from like July to September. I don't have anything else. Like I, I watched the first two episodes of that only murders in the building. I really enjoyed it. Never. I haven't gone back to it. I don't know why are, are, I just don't. Are you like me when you, you pull up YouTube and it shows you the clips and you, you see a clip and you go, Oh, that, that clip was really good. Let me watch it for the 50th time. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've watched Ryan George's pitch meeting so many times. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. It's like, I just need, um, I just need sound around me. I don't know. Yeah. Something that's not, not, not annoying, just something I can listen to and do other stuff at the same time, I guess. 
Uh, and then the last one I have on the books, the author career is podcast every week. Um, I think we pretty much did that. Uh, we might've missed a week here and there, maybe two or three of them, but I'm going to call that a win because, oh, yeah, definitely. you know, yeah, we kept going and, and uh, even this week where we know we're going to miss a week, we're recording, you know, this is something I've never pre-recorded like this before. So we're doing that, which right. is good. So that means we're putting content out there, which is great. Um, I would like to, and I think this is probably something that you and I need to talk about with Lindsay and Lindsay's going to be the, the biggest probably factor in this, but I would love to put some of these podcasts on YouTube on our, our channel. Um, and if people want to watch them on YouTube, they can, oh, yeah, uh, I would, sure. I'd love to do that. And I, I mentioned that to Lindsay once and she was like, no, um, Whoa, but you know, she doesn't, does, does she doesn't want to be on a film. Oh, um, she doesn't want her face on, on YouTube. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But I think I can talk her into it. So, but I would like to at some point start doing that. Um, and well, so th that's really all I have for the author career. Go ahead. If she, does she do TikTok? She said, so I told her about the James Blatch talk and she's like, please forward that to me. So I did. Well, actually, I don't know if I did or not. I should do that today. So I don't forget. Um, I think she wants to do that. Okay. Well, I was going to say if she, if she does TikTok, which, you know, many, many women do, uh, yeah. she's got no excuse for not, you know, not wanting YouTube. No, right. Unless she just comes up with a way to do it without putting her face on there. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't, again, I don't, I don't know anything about TikTok. I went into it once. I just didn't get it. So right. I, I mean, I, I get it. That's the wrong. I'm not like some old geezer who doesn't get it. I get it. I just don't really want to be involved in it. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's all I have for the writing, the author career really did not. I, I'm the same as you. I didn't publish anything this year. I'm disappointed about it. I didn't publish anything last year either. So like, I'm disappointed. I published two in 2019 and one in 2020 and I'm like writing every day and I'm have my writer's club that I go to every month and we do this podcast and I watch writing videos and I go to 20 books Vegas and I didn't publish anything for two years. It's so strange. It's like, where did that go? Where did all that time go? All those words I wrote the last two years, where did they go? Yeah. You just have so. to kind of chalk them up to, uh, developing your skill and developing your craft. And you, you know, you're we're definitely, especially when you're interacting with, uh, super editor C, you know, you're definitely developing your craft. And so when things do get out there and publish, they're going to be that much better. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. I think this mystery story will probably be the best thing I ever wrote. And then the next one will be better than that one. And so on. Right. So, um, I, I like to talk about golf on this podcast and I have golf goals on here that I'm going to go over really quick, uh, because I'm pretty sure I failed all of them, uh, break 85 consistently. Um, I broke it a couple times, but never not consistently. I think I actually regressed this year. Um, <laughs> I, cause I, I struggled off the tee and that's the one that gets me in the most trouble. Um, if I probably used a different club off the tee, I would probably shoot better, but, but I want to use my driver like I'm supposed to. Um, so there you go. Stay single digit handicap in the golf league. Okay. I did this pretty much. I think there were a couple weeks where I veered back to 10, but for the most part I was eight or nine all year. So I'm calling this a win. Um, because I, I never have, I've, I've, Every now and then I would get to nine and then the, I'd golf bad the following week and go right back to 10. But this year I was like eight or nine most of the, most of the season. I tell you, you know, for, for a hobby golfer, having a handicap in the high single digits is fantastic. Well, I mean, keep in mind that's nine holes, not 18. Oh, oh okay. That, that's a nine hole handicap. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a nine okay. hole handicap. Okay. Yeah, 18 would be nice. My handicap for 18 holes probably is around 16 or 17. Okay. But for that nine hole course, yeah, we just do nine. Uh, break 80 at least once. I did not do this. I shot an 81, I think an 82, but I could not get below 80. I want to do that once. Um, and that's, spoiler alert, in my goals for 2023. 
And then finally, in terms of my financial goals, again, failure like crazy, uh, finish baby step two, which is pay off all of my normal bills, except my house. Uh, the last thing I have is my car and it's down really low. Like I got really close, but I did not pay it off. And then I have do three, four, I'm skipping five and start six. So three is save. What is three? Now I don't remember. Oh, three is save uh, three to six months worth of your finance, your bills. Uh, four is uh, crank up your 401k to 15%, uh, skipping five, five has to do with donating money back. I believe it's, you know, I, I think Dave Ramsey is a church guy and I think five is donating back to the church, which I'm not. Um, so I'm skipping that one and then start six, which is paying off my house. Um, I did not do any of those and spoiler alert for 2023. They're in there too. Okay. So, um, <laughs> That is, those are my goals. Um, I think I finished two, which were the two easy ones. Go to Vegas, three of them. Go to Vegas, podcast every week, and stay single digit in the golf league. Um, those are good goals. I'm pretty happy with those. Yeah, I think, I think I, looking back on 2022, uh, I've learned two things. Well, probably more than two things, but the two things I definitely learned is that left to my own devices, I'm kind of a, I'm a procrastinator, which I knew, <laughs> I knew already. And I'm also not goal oriented, which I also knew. And I'm, you know, people are constantly telling me that. I I really enjoy process, and I enjoy doing things. I'm never not busy. I'm never just sitting around watching TV and things like that. But I to actually finish something, whether it be a home improvement project, a woodworking project, or a story, the finishing doesn't give me any kind of uh, payback in in the in the uh in the economics profession we call it utility i get no utility out of actually finishing i get utility out of the out of the doing so one of the things that i've learned is that if i'm going to actually do stories that people are ultimately going to be able to read i have to find a way to combine my love of process or, or structure it in a way that things actually do get done eventually. Uh, that's one of the things I learned. It is something I probably always knew about myself. And that the older I get, the more I realize it because my entire life is littered with projects that got, that are 95% done. You know, I just never actually finished them. They were finished as far as I was concerned because they were, I, I'd gotten through all the fun stuff and all the, all the practical stuff. And, you know, they were usable to the extent that I got them finished and that was you know, good enough for me, but that's not good enough for, for the story uh, business. And the other thing that I learned in 2022 that I never really, you know, I, uh, it, this happens in everybody's life, but I never really consciously focused on it was that oftentimes, especially as you get older, family problems are going to raise their ugly head and they're going to just totally throw you off schedule. And, as a result, your schedule either has to be flexible enough to allow for that to happen, or you have to develop a process or a scheduling routine that will not be as affected as it can be if you're trying to hit actual goals. Um, so and that's one of the things I'm going to talk about in my 2023 uh, outlook is that I am really shifting away from this idea of hard goals and objectives to focusing on how do I bulletproof my processes and make them so I can continue them even when things get in the way. So. 
I, I don't know if, if I, I I didn't think I didn't think about like what did I learn from 2022. I will agree with you. I, I'm a big fan of the process also, but I do like um, hitting that publish button and calling it done. I feel good about that when I do it. Um, you know, in terms of like home improvement or other things like that, eh, you know, I, I built a deck about six or seven years ago on the back of my house and we tore down the old one and then I wrapped it around behind the house, which it hadn't existed before. And other than it hanging the footer on the house, which my dad helped me with, I did the whole thing myself. And when I was done, it wasn't done. But like you said, I was done. In fact, if you look at the back of it, the railing for the back part of it hangs about two feet off the edge because I never got the saw to cut off the part that didn't need it because I just don't care. Yeah. And it's like, for me, it's done. The railing's there. I'm good. So I, I can see what you're saying about the process. Although there are certain things like with the book, I enjoy saying, okay, because the books I write and I'm, yours are the same. I'm sure are like a puzzle. Like what's that game with the numbers that have to have one number. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like that. It's like the only way this murder mystery works is if all of those numbers are in the right spot. Um, and I enjoy the process of getting everything there. I mean, I, I literally giggle to myself as I'm writing things that I think, oh, this is going to fool them. Oh, this is great. I didn't, I can't believe I thought this is brilliant. You know, I love that. And, uh, but I do get a little bit of joy out of finishing the book, but I never thought of it like that before. I don't get joy out of finishing things. That's interesting. Right. right. You know, because you listen to a lot of podcasts and, uh, the one that pops into my head are Paul Teague's podcasts. Uh, where he obviously gets joy out of actually finishing things and, you know, getting them done and out the door. And it kind of makes sense. You know, he was in management uh, in business and yeah, that makes sense. Whereas, you know, the career I had in academics, yeah, you got to finish things and I didn't enjoy doing it, but I, you know, you were forced to, but the part I really enjoyed was the research part where you just kind of putz around and you kind of, you, you, you're investigating things. You're seeing what turns up and that's kind of what I've, I took over into my writing, you're kind of investigating uh, the, these characters and seeing where they're going to take you and where the plot's going to take you. And if it doesn't take you anywhere, well, you know, I didn't really care. But I think I think at some point here I have to care or, or else I, got, I have to find a different hobby. <laughs> so, you know. I think, you know what, now that you say that, putting it towards your profession, I'm a computer programmer, I have to finish things. Right, right. But, but – the joy is the actual programming, but I do have to finish them. So maybe that's how I feel about the books. It's like the joy is in the writing and like you said, the investigating, but I feel like I have to get it done. Um, I wonder if that's the difference. That's interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, in terms of learning though, let me think, did I, what did I learn in 2022? I don't even know. Um, I learned that I really like writing the murder mysteries. Uh, they're they're again, it's like that puzzle that I really enjoy putting together. Um, I really learned from super editors see, you know, how they're structured and what, you know, the big thing for me was, you know, having a motive for everyone and, and uh, making sure that the, the reader can solve it along with you, but they can't solve it too early, but you also can't surprise them at the end with a character they would have never thought. Right. Um, you know, stuff like that. But in terms of like just learning overall, I don't really know. I, I, think, I just, I, I had a I, good I know, year. I know one thing you learned, you learned that you can write from home. Yeah. It's still not going well though. Um, but there was there were streaks there where it did go. Yeah, well. yeah. There was in the evening, like if it was nine o'clock at night, I would just grab my laptop and mute whatever I had on TV, and and I think that's probably more of a oh, I just need to get this done. Oh, okay. Um, and and that's probably what it was, because uh, like this last couple of days, I haven't done anything writing wise, editing wise, but and I don't know if I will today. We'll see. But all right, well, that is our recap of 2022. Um, do you have anything else? 
No, I think you know, we flag- flagellated ourselves enough. <laughs> yeah, we did. We also didn't give our contact information in the last podcast. Oh, right. Uh, but that's okay. We, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that. We'll just wait until January to, to take care of that. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, all right, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, we're going to drop another podcast tomorrow on our 2023 tomorrow being Sunday, in case you're listening to this on Saturday, um, new year's day, um, on our 2023 goals. So pay attention for that and we will talk to you all soon. Yeah. And if you Thank guys, you. If you guys are going to go out on the roads, you know, stay safe, get home early. Don't, don't wait. Yeah. Till, don't wait till after midnight to get home when everybody else on the road is drunk. There you go. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, find Jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com.